Good afternoon, and welcome to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined for this afternoon show by uh, my co-host, Mike Yakubik. Good afternoon, Michael. Good afternoon, Joseph. Uh, let us begin, as we always do, with our prayer to St. Michael. In the name, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Michael, who's our counsel this week? Well, our counsel this week, Joe, is uh, Father Edward Garrity Council, 10474. And they're down in uh, Manchester, I guess, Dover area. Yeah. And, um, you know, we want to thank them for being sponsors of the radio show. We really do appreciate uh, not only uh, the fact that they're sponsors, but all the good work they do in that area. They, uh, they work really close with their parish priest, and they've been doing some really fantastic things down in there. I it's mean, paying us forward, like every council is doing it in a different way, depending on the, lo- the locality and what the needs are of their particular parish and or the bishop, for that matter. Yeah, and really they're doing a great job. We're kind of lucky today, Joe. We uh, have a guest, which makes it so much easier for you and I, <laughs> and, and also for our listening audience. They don't have to just listen to us. And uh, we have a, not only a brother and I, but a good friend, uh, Jack Rosati who was the membership director under the uh, Jago administration. And Jack and I got to work together for two years really close. And then uh, I think I've always had a soft spot in my heart for him because I just think he's an outstanding knight and an outstanding uh, gentleman. So without, and right now, what he's done is Jack is the life director under the uh, Mike Kish administration. And uh, so we're going to talk to uh, Jack a little bit about what, uh, what he envisions, what his goals are, the new programs that are available, and uh, so without further ado, uh, yeah, without further ado, welcome Jack Rosati. How are you doing, Jack? I'm doing great. How are you, Mike? Just fine, Jack. Thank you very much. You see what happens when I give him the microphone, Jack? He gets all tongue-tied. <laughs> yeah, maybe you ought to hang on to that. You think? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. Um, first of all, I want to say thanks for having me on. Um, I miss being on when I was membership director. You you had me on quite a few times, and then I, I get out of the membership, and you forget about me. See what happens? Yeah, I know. Well, the good news is you came to the light. You, you came over to programs, <laughs> which is really good. So we'll probably ask you on a lot more now. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. And, and, you know, let's face it. Um, you're never out of membership. Uh, no. Programs, you and I talked about this forever. Uh, yes. Programs drive membership, and we worked really well together when we when our two teams um, worked that way. So we're going to try to continue that into this administration. Programs drive membership. Um, I've been lucky enough and blessed to be assigned the life director for the state of Pennsylvania for the Knights of Columbus, and I'm excited about it. It's always been a passion of mine, um, especially the ultrasound projects, and uh, so that's 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 going quite well. But there are, and, and you know this, Mike, I feel like, I apologize if this is old news to you, but you know in the life category, there are, there are eight programs in that life category that I'm responsible for. Uh, Novena for Life, Christian Refugee Relief, Mass for People with Special Needs, 
Silver Rose program, but the other ones are really what I wanted to talk about with you today. Um, and that's the uh, March for Life that we just had in Harrisburg on March, or sorry, September 19th. It was awesome. The speakers that they had there were um, just so inspiring, so motivating. And the young people, again, that we continue to see at these rallies, has got to give us so much inspiration and so much hope for the future. I think you would agree with me that, you know, most of the people there were younger than you and me, and that's exciting. Um, it shows that our message is resonating with the people that we need to carry the torch as we go forward. And uh, that March for Life was just, um, even though it was, it was in Harrisburg, they estimated about 6,000 people there. I would have guessed more, but I'm not with numbers like that. Um, but 6,000 people all praying the same way, all feeling the same way, all marching peacefully to continue, um, you know, what has what the Supreme Court has done with the Dobbs decision in ending abortion in our lifetime. So, you know, yeah, that was a big case that we won. Uh, the Dobbs decision was huge. Um, it stopped the... Uh, it gave the rights back to the states. Now our battle really began. Um, Harrisburg was where this march was done, and appropriately so, because it's where our legislators meet at the state capitol. And that's, we are so blessed. And they were all on stage at the, at the March for Life. All of our legislators that are pro-life were on stage, and it was, it's a majority. Um, the only problem is our governor keeps vetoing the bills that our majority pro-life uh, congressmen and senators keep putting it in front of him. So we're not giving up the battle. Uh, we're not giving up the fight, but I do see a lot of hope in the future. Well, I think that's one of the things that uh, made this March for Life so interesting as last year's, uh, the young people attending, because they're the ones that are the future of our country and they're the future of our state. And as you said, the uh, most important thing we can do right now is, is, is not to quit the fight. I think so many people thought, oh, Roe v. Wade is, you know, it's over and everything is good and, you know, we're all happy and, uh, and this is the way it should be. Well, we should be happy that the fact that it never should have been a federal mandate, and at least the Supreme Court has corrected their mistake. But now we have to look at our states and say, you know, how important is life in Pennsylvania? And we don't have to worry about the other states. We have to worry about the life in this state and how important we feel it is. And I know that uh, you and all the folks that are uh, members of your life team are are going to keep making us aware of it. And I know that uh, this March for Life is going to continue on until uh, people start to realize that there is no important, no more important aspect of who we are than our lives. And, uh, and I know you're going to be doing a good job about that. Uh, I, you know, I hope you're right there. Um, we're doing our best. You know, when you think of what's the most important thing and nothing else matters, and that's life. If you don't have life, Forget about all the other things. And how many, how many lives have we cut short or not even allowed to begin with this whole abortion issue? And no, we're not going to just stop with the Dobbs decision. We're going to keep it going, not just here in the state of Pennsylvania. You know, they can always, people can always cross borders and go to other states. You know, we have to keep, our, keep vigilant and pray for not only the day when abortion is, is illegal in our country, for the day when it's unthinkable 
in the world. Um, how we ever got to where we are, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I was young when all of that stuff happened. Yeah, but you how and I we both. got there, we have to reverse it, and it has to be a mind change through prayer and vigilance for the whole world. And that's, I know we're just, you're thinking to yourself, well, Jack, I'm just one guy, what can I do? We'll pray. Let's all pray and keep keep vigilant on that life front, on the pro-life movement, and in saving the most innocent of, of all life, our that babies. Jack, if I may interject something, and I've said it on previous shows, uh, regardless of religious persuasion, what part of the fifth commandment do these people not understand? Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. It's, yeah, that's that's and the reality of the situation. They perpetrate the lie, Joe, that it's not a life. And how, you know, we keep talking about follow the science, and um, but you follow the science. This is science. This is a life. If you found two cells splitting on the surface of the moon, the world would celebrate there's life on the moon. Yeah. Why don't we celebrate that there's life in the womb? There you go. There you go. I had uh, the opportunity. Uh, we have a young couple in the neighborhood, and uh, she's expecting her first in a couple of weeks now. She, they shared with us video from a 4D ultrasound machine. Oh, my goodness, wonderful. And, and how clear that picture is. If we do nothing else with these machines and keep putting them out there, because uh, I heard on the news that uh, Lancaster, there's a proposal or they're waiting on permits to be uh, approved down in Lancaster County that uh, Planned Parenthood is going to put a facility of some sort down there. And that the city of Allentown, uh, the council or whatever they're... They, they call their city administration down there, was thinking about putting laws on the books at the city level or county level down there in Allentown that would basically be like Roe v. Wade was, go, going back, you know? And it's like, right. I, I think they got the message that because all of a sudden now it stopped. You know, like we're going to wait, put these in abeyance here uh, and put them on table, I guess is the word they use. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've actually even heard... Um movement that uh, some congressmen are trying to say, let's put these Planned Parenthood and abortion facilities on federal grounds in national parks yeah. so that they're yeah. not governed by the states that might outlaw them. It, it's, it's just, it's crazy. I, again, I don't know how we got here, but we've got to pray for the day when it's unthinkable for an abortion to take place. Not hey. just illegal, unthinkable. Amen to that. One of the... Uh, yeah. Thanks. That's uh, that's that's um, that's our big drive here in the life program. But there are some other things too. You know, one of the biggest arguments that the other side uses when they argue against us is, you know, all you're concerned about is the baby, the unborn baby, the unborn baby. That's all you talk about. And when your unborn baby is born, you go away. Well, you and I both know that's never been true. It's not true now. And it will never be true again. It was never true. We are always, we love the, both the mother and the baby. And we've had programs in place, um, pregnancy center support uh, funds. But there is a brand new program now with the Knights of Columbus, and it's called the ASAP program. It's short for Aid and Support After Pregnancy. Jack. Um, and this kind of, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be, we're winding down to our first break. 
So I think this would be a fantastic place to stop, and then you can bring in uh, the ASAP program in its entirety. Wonderful. With that, we're going to go do a couple of messages. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined by uh, Jack Rosati and uh, Mikey Kubik for this afternoon's show. And uh, Jack, you were going to talk about uh, the new program when we went to break. So why don't you pick it up there? Yeah, it's it's called the ASAP program. It's short for Aid and Support After Pregnancy. And again, I, I'm not sure how much you, we missed in that first segment. How much of that you got, or but you know, the other side always said you don't care about us after. And we do. And this program that Supreme has um, brought out this year, I'll use their terms here, but has codified that, that aspect of our belief. We do love both the mother and the child. And this ASAP program is, um, is a way of councils being able to um, support not just the ultrasound program and the facilities that provide ultrasounds. There are thousands of facilities out there that fall just under that medical category that still help women after pregnancy, um, supplying them with formula and diapers and, and, and the gospel and um, things like, you know, how do you, how do you change a diaper of a baby? Some of these women don't, um, don't have the role models readily available to them, whether it was through uh, you know, maybe their parents, and I've heard this story a lot of times, Mike and Joe, and it's so sad. But um, when a, some of these teenage girls choose life, they're disowned. They don't think, uh, their parents think that that was a bad idea. Uh, they're sticking to their guns and having the baby, and they have no support like you and I had when we had our children. So um, they need a role model. They need people to um, to show them and how to be a good parent, how to be a good mother, how to be a good father. Um, a lot of these um, women still are, uh, obviously, they, they had a father for the child, and, and they want to be involved, too. And these facilities hope help both of them. So uh, I think this ASAP program is an awesome um, mechanism for that to happen. The way it works is for every council that donates $500 or $500 worth of supplies, diapers, formula, we talked about that. The Supreme Council will write a check to that facility for an additional $100. So $500 turns into six, and, um, and that money goes directly to the facility, not to the council. So, you know, they're getting what they need in that program. And I, I think it's an awesome program, and it's a, it's a featured program under the life category. Yeah, I think that's, that's uh, all I have to say about that. But it, it, it's an awesome program, and we're really looking forward to that taking uh, taking wing and people embracing the program. Yeah, I think when you first started, Jack, at, at the first segment of the show, stating that you know this is something that the Knights and Catholic Charities and and so many organizations have done, and we've always been doing it. This is just bringing it to the forefront and saying that you know uh, we want everyone to know 
that we don't just drop these women and these babies. We, we, you know, we continue on as long as they need our help. Um, I'm real proud of some of the things that our councils do here. 40, Council 4068, uh, Assembly 917, they're really active in this. Uh, they take meals over to the mothers, and uh, they take it not just with the knight, but with his wife. And they get to sit down and talk to the, uh, to the young mothers. And, and, you know, they get to see a good family life as a lot of them don't have that. And, uh, you're talking over easier. at Lord's house in Harrisburg. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's a wonderful gift. Yeah. Wonderful gift they have over there. They keep that going. So I think that's, uh, I think I'm, I'm glad that Supreme has, has recognized that and brought this to the forefront so that everyone knows that uh, we just don't abandon these women. And, uh, you know, it's just a uh, uh, don't have the don't have an abortion, don't have an abortion and then just eliminate it. We don't do that. So um, so I'm real happy. Right, with that. But isn't that isn't that the just typical of the other side's argument of, of the lie perpetuating a lie, a lie, a lie? Yes. It's not a lie. You're you, you go ahead and have the baby, but no one's going to help you afterwards. Um, you know, that's. It's just a lie. And how did how did we get to this point? I keep asking that question. It's, it's so sad. It, it really is. The thing and that gives me hope is the young people today um, seem to be understanding this issue maybe better than our generation did. Yeah, I think, you know, and what you had mentioned at the, at the first segment also is, is the fact that I don't know how we've gotten here either. Uh, from a common sense perspective, it just doesn't make any. There, there is no sense involved at all in what's going on. Um, this uh, gentleman that uh, uh, at the pregnancy center down in uh, Philadelphia, good example of, of no common sense at all. The uh, state couldn't bring charges against him. Nobody could bring charges against him because there really wasn't anything there. And then the federal government comes in under a, a, uh, a law that really and truly doesn't seem to be in alignment with what occurred that day. And yet uh, it's just the mindset of uh, taking away anyone who believes in life being important. And, you know, it, it, it kind of goes back to the whole um, freedom of speech thing, too. Like, I, I, we won't get too political here, I no. promise. But, you know, I remember someone saying, I don't, I don't agree with that guy burning the flag over there, but I would die for his right to be able to do it. Do you remember those days? Yes. And, and it, it, you know, I, I remember this in Stokey. In, in the Chicago suburbs, mm -hmm. when the Nazis wanted to march through. And there wasn't a riot. There was nobody cared because nobody believed in their message. And yet you still let them get their message out. And I think that's what's wrong today is if, uh, if you happen to be pro-abortion, you, you can't see anything other than that. And I, and I think that's a sad commentary on these individuals. Because I don't know how you can say that I am so happy over killing innocents. I, it just yeah. it boggles my mind. I mean, I, I really and truly, I just can't get my my mind around that. I, I have no idea how you can wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I am so proud and happy with my life because I want to kill babies. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, it just, it just I don't get it either. Me. You know how? 
how you wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to embrace the culture of death today. Yeah, I, isn't that something? It's, I, uh, it's the devil at work. It really is. And I guess, well, I guess it's, it's, too, it's just not convenient. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. It's, you know what? This baby today is not convenient for me right now. Yeah, well, and I think that's the thing that bothers me, too. We've talked about it on the show before, but it, it's only something like um, points. There's some difference in numbers, but 0.4 to 0.7%, and that's less than 1% is actually based on incest or rape. All of it, all the other stuff is contraception. Contraception after the fact destroyed the baby. And uh, that's a, that's really a sad commentary. It truly is. And, you know, too, Mike, one of the things that I've had to um, buffer my speech with a little bit, because I do pulpit talks for membership, and I always mention how we are pro-life, but I read something interesting about, you know, four out of six, the women that have had an abortion were sitting in a church pew the week before. That's, um, so, re- that's so I really sad. sometimes wonder, um, you know, there are facilities out there like, and, and again, this is, is under the ASAP program, um, how to support those women that made that decision and are in a regretful mood right now. Um, I can't imagine what they're going through. It's, it's a sad state, and, um, you know, but if you think about that, four out of six of the women that have had an abortion were sitting in a church pew the week before. Those could have been your church pews. You know, not just Catholic church, but, you know, some church. Sixty percent of the women that have abortions identify as Christians. And um, you, you, we have to pray for those women that are hurting right now because they were forced to make that decision. They were... Uh, ignorant of really what they were doing uh, at the time, and we have to, we still have to have love for all of those people, for all of God's children. Um, and so I have tempered some of my speeches um, to try to recognize the fact that, you know, I could be speaking right now to someone who has made that decision and is sorry for it. Yes, and um, it is. It's a, uh, again, you know, we, we don't, we don't, ostracize the sinner what we do is despise the sin and the sin is taking a human life and uh, but we you know all of us need God's mercy and we have to strive to help the individuals and thank goodness and thank God that uh, we as members of the Knights of Columbus have found ways to be able to help these individuals whether they're had an abortion or whether they've chosen life and they need assistance in their time of need. There you go. There you go. There is a need. There is a night. There you go. Always. It's not the first I've heard that either, Jack. You know what else is? One more thing. Yes. I say one more thing. I know we only have about a minute. And the last program under the life category is Special Olympics. And we have made a commitment in the state of Pennsylvania to give $100,000 to PA Special Olympics this year. And... For all of you out there listening and um, have a council that supports Special Olympics, please um, be supportive of their efforts in collecting for Special Olympics. It, it's it's another way of showing that life has dignity, life has value, um, and these Special Olympic athletes need our help too. Most definitely. Okay. And it's just another aspect of life. Their parents chose to have that child, and that child brings love and joy into the world. I've been at Special Olympics, and 
I'll tell you the truth, you've never met a nicer group of people. Amen. You know, uh, Amen. All, all of us are mean or ignorant at times, and yet it seems like there, every time you meet uh, a child that uh, is in that situation, that they're mentally or physically disabled, they find love, and they're able to share it. I don't know where we're getting beeps from. I don't know either. <laughs> I saw just looking. I thought it was a cell phone or something. It was a beep, and I'm not sure yeah. where it's coming from. Well, hopefully we'll be able to the take that out. The timer telling me I'm up. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Well, Jack, I want to thank you for uh, coming on and being with us. We do have here uh, about a minute, minute and a half or so. Uh, but, yeah, they need to know that the resources are available. They can call us here at the station. We can put you in touch with the people at the local pregnancy centers. Go and see what they do and why they're there, because we're doing some good. And Jack, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. And uh, we'd love to get you back on again. Uh, all the uh, state directors of all the different programs because the word getting out makes it better for everyone. Um, the, the mission of the Knights Columbus is foremost, and that mission cannot be accomplished without uh, good Catholic men becoming members. Well, I know you're a big-time important radio host. not <laughs> <laughs> about me by now. Well, wait till I get my feet up, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to thank you, Jack. I saw I saw the uh, pro-life uh, video on the life uh, uh, segment of the programs on the state directory, and you just have my picture up there. Yes, I, I I really appreciate that. It's nothing like seeing a little fat guy running around with the Knights of Columbus coat on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to show that even big-time radio hosts. <laughs> are hey, with that, Jack, we're going to leave it right there where it fell for. Jack and for Mike, I'm Joe Murphy. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. God bless.